0: Good morning friends, this is uh, your technology information channel and uh, this is George speaking and for my geek friends I'm known as PC PCCureMon OK, so today we're going to talk about uh, privacy in a sense and uh, we're also going to cover Linux distros there's quite a lot of people out there who don't know what Linux is it's an open source platform and it's an open source code There are many different types of Linux distros out there and there's also Linux distros for anonymity. you know, privacy, you know, we're basically basically uh, how to browse on the internet and stay anonymous so first of all there's four distros here for helping you stay anonymous and uh, there also is what they call the privacy problem. Now it's difficult, it is difficult for us to stay anonymous online these days. Whenever you're browsing the web or even using programs connected to the internet, you're being tracked. Even your operating system is being watched. By running an operating system like Windows or programs, you're being tracked through telemetry. Tele- tele- most of the data that's collected about you is used to improve the software you use every day but if your priority is to stay anonymous okay then this podcast would be for you various distros of linux operating systems offer features that enhance anonymity and privacy but being anonymous can have its drawbacks so what does it mean to be anonymous for those that don't know Uh, Staying Anonymous can mean different things to different people, so let's clarify this concept before we move on. To stay anonymous online you need to establish who you're hiding from and what tools will enable you to hide your real identity. You can use a threat model approach to identify the risks you might be exposed to. To put it simple, United uh, United States Nations Institute of Standards Technology has four steps. 1. Identify and categorize the system and data of interest. 2. Identify and select the tech vendors to be included in the model. 3. Customize the security controls for the, the migration and the tech vendors. 4. Analyze the threat model. So if you want to know more about threat modelling you need to follow the NIST draft which includes detailed information about this process. For example, a journalist might want to stay anonymous while sharing their thoughts on the web. This would cut out the fear of discrimination or retaliation. Simply put, they don't want people to know who they are, so they know they they must hide their information. Once you know who you want to stay anonymous from, it's time to use the tools. Like example Tor, I focused on Linux distributions. Of course, anonymity has many advantages, but there are these are the main ones. And this is the reason you would want to stay as private as possible. Freedom of speech—you can't share your thoughts without the fear of being judged. Less tracking is more difficult to track. What you're doing online personal safety no one knows your real identity and data security your data is precious and stays anonymous and makes it hard or sorry harder to steal there's various methods of using different linux distros in general a linux based operating systems are more secure and private than your main ones like a microsoft windows Taking this into account, it is important you know how the following Linux distros work and how they will help you stay anonymous. Okay, so you do have options like using a virtual machine, a virtual a uh, program that you can install on your Windows computer. VPMs are isolated from the rest of the system, and they can be used to run almost any operating system. So they're supported. The following Linux distros. The most popular software for running VPMs. Most popular software for running VPNs. So, we were talking about uh, a VirtualBox, okay, now it's called a VMS, VirtualBox is an open source, uh, it is created by Article, it works in Windows, Linux and Mac OS and is easy to set up. Friends, a lot of people and tech guys use it for to give you demonstrations on how to use certain Linux distros or explain how a software program runs and they can use it on Windows computers. From a normal user, the main advantage of using a virtual uh, VM, sorry, is that you can run it along with your host operating system, which means you can boot both at the same time. Another option for privacy is using a live boot USB. A live USB runs an operating system without installing it on your computer, and a live USB lets you jump into a live environment when you install. When you use it to install a Linux distal, a good example of this is Part OS. Okay, Part OS is also a Linux Distal but it's designed for privacy. The main advantage of this method is that you don't need to install anything on your hard drive, so you can run it basically from the live USB on your computer, and you can use a Linux distro. You can unplug the USB and continue using your daily uh, OS operating system. So, if you wanted to test Linux out, then you would create a live USB disk. There's, there is plenty of software on the internet to do it, and there's also plenty of videos that I have covered on other gigs on YouTube. Okay, so if you take a look at the the QBS cubes for total VPM or PM, sorry, best operating systems. Okay, so. If you want to stay anonymous, installing Linux distro as your main operating system on your system isn't the best option, since you'll be using your computer through multiple seasons. Basically, it's about installing on bare metal, clean hard drive, clean install. Each time you see your computer, you leave traces of information about the websites you visit, files you open, and even the Wi-Fi network you use. That's why using a live boot USB or VM is usually more secure. Because once you're done with the live environment, you can shut it down and all the data will go away. Likewise with your VMS, you can delete them once the job is done. So for an example, if you used a a VM and uh, you wanted to do demonstrations, live demonstrations and stuff like that there, once they've finished you can go in and delete it. Okay, so before you jump in, what is Tor network? And these are different methods that you can use for staying uh, privacy online anonymously, where people can't snoop. Tor, not, Tor is an onion router. It's an open source project that hides your IP address when you browse the internet. It redirects your web requests to a whole worldwide, sorry, worldwide overlay network with over 6,000 relays. When you're using Tor network, you're reading all of your internet traffic through three machines selected from thousands of volunteers, volunteer computers from different people and organisations. And keep in mind that the Chinese also have found a way to trace people on a Tor network, and so is the the governments. So keep that in mind. The first relay uh, knows who you are, but not the next relay you're going to connect to the third relay that only knows where you're going and on an internal server such as a web page but not the original ip address but they can still collect a certain amount of intelligence if they decided to snoop on your system all of this occurs in an encrypted environment and that's why it's so important to avoid using sorry that's why it's so important to avoid insecure pages those without the https if you see the http that web page is not encrypted there are many other methods of checking this process makes it most, sorry, almost impossible for anyone website internet providers and so on to know your internet IP address so what not to do when using Tor network if you want privacy Tor lets you hide your IP address but it becomes useless if you don't use it properly Here are a couple of things you shouldn't do when you're using a Tor network Use personal social accounts that like a Twitter, or Facebook or Gmail Share personal information Use an old Tor version Use Google search or DuckDuckGo uh, Let me rephrase that Use Google search and DuckDuckGo it doesn't collect your user data Browse any of the non-HTPS's or encrypted web pages. So, the things you should not do if you're using a Tor network. If you go to your browser and type in Tor network, there is documentation on how to install it and run it on individual computers. Okay, so, nowadays you can download Tor browser, which is a browser that runs on top of Tor network, and all major operating systems. If you want, you can also download and comply the TOR source code but using TOR has some drawbacks friends the most important one is that it limits your internet speed this occurs because you're routing your traffic through the TOR network which means each web request you do has to be passed by multiple computers another disadvantage is that some websites like Netflix, bank sites and so on are blocked by TOR also, if you use Tor regular, you need to fill in, to fill in the C A P T C H A forms in most pages you visit. And that's more or less to say you're not a spammer. Of course, there's a small price to pay for online security on Anomaly. Another great Linux friend that's been brought out is called Tails. Tails is an anonymous Linux distal. It's based in Debamon Linux. It's a lightweight and fast operating system which uses Groom as its default desktop environment. It starts from a clean state and leaves no traces when you leave. That's called anonymity. And it's magic that makes Tails a secure OS. You can use someone else's computer securely because Tails doesn't write to the disk at any point. Another awesome thing about Tails Linux is that it uses Tor Relay as the only way to access the internet that means that all your networking programs you use are programs that needed to connect to the internet must be redirected through the traffic through a tor network so even if you're using a simple app like thunderbird email client all the information is sent or received through the internet must pass through tor and remember it does slow down your internet connection because you're using some of the VPNs also do that, virtual private networks. So by default, Tails has installed the following apps Thunderbird email client, Tor browser with OnBlock Original and DuckDuckGo as your default search engine, Liberal Office, graphic editing apps like Gimp and Inkscape. Now, Liberal Office, a lot of people use Microsoft Office and Windows. Liberal Office is free and it'll do the same too so after using it for a while it feels like a solid lightweight operating system so you can run it on old computers it's based on Debian 10 also I find this distal that comes in handy when using a friends computer you can keep both users data safe now Tails features friends on this particular Linux it's got Tor Relay for everything <coughs> Tails storage isn't presented so there's no way to track you after you log out However you can enable an encrypted uh, storage in your case, you need to install some of the programs and save some additional settings. It connects to hardware of computers but doesn't interact with disk drivers. In most cases you can use it on various infected the devices without any risk. It's, it includes common used apps as well as encrypted and privacy focused software. It allows you to install any package available from official Debian to post-reach. Okay, you can download Tails. Uh, you need to download Tails USB stick version and install it on an 8 gigabyte USB drive or greater. If you want other options, Tails offers two ways of usage: USB stick or virtualization for use inside the B, the VM, which is a virtual machine ISO. Now, if you're running tails on a virtual machine problem, you, your host OS and hyper can monitor your, what you're doing. Okay, so there's a number of ways. Now, we'll move on to another. Linux, I believe, that the Royal Air Force would use this. It's called Part OS. It is used for ethical hacking and security and penetrating testing. It's a development-based Linux desktop, so you can, you can get access to the reliability of the App Package Manager. And that's basically for downloading your applications it also comes with the tor browser and tor network it's an onion share out of the box and you can use this anonymously and browse right out of the box it is considered anonymous industrial because most of its users know what they're doing and most of them work in cyber security industrials so this one would be used by what we call sneaky biggies as part os linux and it also is designed for security breaches by restricting the access to programs needed to work. On the other hand this is the only Linux digital uh, that can be used as a daily driver because the new part OS implementation uh, this can result in disadvantage unlike the Tails. The features for this particular Linux has a great community it has low system requirements offers home and security additions it uses friendly to other linuxes and it comes pre-installed software including several tools to turn your computer into a novice machine you can type into your browser part website okay so another particular linux friends one that i haven't heard of is the, the WHONIX it's different from all other linux distros. Uh, it has both a gateway and a workstation working the gateway must be run at the same time as the workstation and it uses the XMFCE environment now some of these might not suit uh, a beginner another Linux called Kubes, K E B S, is an open Security source Linux Distro. It runs in low end machines and it creates a VM for each program you run. So it runs a program in something like a sandbox. And it's isolates the software you use. It's an extremely secure system. And it offers device isolation, okay? Which means nothing's gonna get out so there is linux distros out there for security you've also got what they call the the arch-based linux distros, and i've tested quite a number over the years Uh, and uh, and arch-based linux distros, for those that don't know is a well-known operating system used mostly by advanced linux users but it comes with its drawbacks you know there is some problems you can have with it you've got a favorite one called majero linux so if you're installing on arch linux you have Majaro linux you can run and it does put like a dark bar at the bottom the same as a mac os and it does come in the kde plasma groom or the xfce however the list of additions uh, doesn't end Endeavor OS is a Linux distal Arcula Linux so There's quite a number of the Arch Linux distals out there If you're a beginner then obviously you want to use something that is easier for a beginner until you get to know it now if you're a business user this particular one may interest you so the 6 top linux distals for businesses PCs or laptops would be as follows. so protect your business data and employees privacy with the help of the best linux distals in your PC including your servers now linux servers friends do not need rebooted as often as a windows server ok that's an advantage in my opinion in my opinion linux servers are more secure than a windows server but that's a personal opinion so the best operating systems for businesses are laptops okay Debian on linux is an old linux uh, and a lot of people like it a few people may argue that debian is not the best maybe not for common users but when it comes to business Purposes, Debian is stable, and it's one of the reasons you should use it. So Debian and Linux, you can, uh, you can actually uh, go to your browser and type on Debian Linux, or go to YouTube and watch a video. Majoro Linux is an arch-based Linux. Many people have uh, noticed that the Linux is difficult to operate and use. That's if you're a beginner. Ubuntu Linux has been out for quite a number of years very popular with a lot of people and uh, it's the Linux you may be waiting for okay, for OS's, for servers or desktops it's enough cap- capable to become your default operating system and it also can be used in laptops sorry, laptops that are available for your businesses I'm a great believer in Linux is a lot more secure than in Microsoft there's a wide list of advantages when it comes to using ubuntu linux is based on devilman It's got a dedicated software center it's a clean custom interference long-term support for updates and software center to support business users and more so there's no doubt ubuntu is one of the most top preferred of users when it comes to desktop operating system and the majority reasons are few criticise Ubuntu has the bear it seems to develop even better. Nevertheless, for security and privacy available, of hundreds of applications, businesses users surely can install Ubuntu on their laptops or desktop computers. First of all, to get Ubuntu Linux, you go to your browser, type in Ubuntu Linux. If you're installing it on a 64-bit operating system, then you want to use the 64-bit it will give you the documentation of exactly how much RAM you need on etc. Another great Linux brand is OpenC Linux, that one I have tested. It's one of the most sorry, it's not a popular among general users, but it is an option. OpenC Linux is another one that you should look into. Uh, and it's basically if you're planning to go for a red hot Linux, then OpenC would be your choice uh a lot of people for starting up in linux would use linux mint okay uh, it's an operating system obviously for laptops and desktops and indeed for your business and employees as well and uh it will work for you it's not technically signed and most of them will be from an operating system background so basically if you're coming from a windows operating system You want to consider installing Mint, Linux Mint, Linux. Uh, Most computers will work out of the box. Of course, there is quite a number of different ones out at the minute. So there again, if you go to Linux Mint and you bring it up, Linux Mint 2003. That was a week ago. Um, go with linux mint Okay. Uh, linuxmint.com and you have linux mint 2002 it's the latest version of a friendly operating system to install on your computer now you do have installation instructions linux mint comes in the form of an ISO image an ISO file which can be used to make a bootable dvd or usb boot up stick choose the right edition okay so you've got cinema mate xfce cinema is a nice fancy desktop mate gives you most of all the, the programs you need but the xfce would be in my opinion so cinema would be the most modern and full operating system. Mate is a more stable and faster desktop, Mint Linux. And the XF, sorry the XFCE is the most lightweight and most stable. Okay, so the most popular version of Linux is Cinema Edition. It's primarily developed for and by Linux Mint. It's a slick, beautiful and full of new features. Uh, Mint is a classic desktop environment. Uh, grown too and Linux Mint's default desktop was between 2006-2011 but it misses a few features the XFC is a lightweight desktop environment it doesn't support as many features as the main ones but it is extremely stable and very light on resources so what you want to do is reference the installation of Linux Mint So when you boot your computer from a USB stick or from a DVD Linux Mint starts what they call a live session It logs you in automatically as a user called Mint and shows you a desktop with an installer link on it So you will get probably a black screen up and on the desktop you will see a small icon that says installed You double click it, simple as that The live session is similar to a normal session the Linux Mint but once it is permanently installed on your computer with the following exceptions the live season is slower it's loaded from the USB stick or DVD opposed to an SD drive or hard drive changes you make in the live season are not permanent they are not written to the USB stick or DVD and they do not impact on the system installer by the installer so installing Linux Mint friends on a computer to permanently install Linux Mint on your computer friends, double click the install icon on your desktop, select your language. Connect to the internet, okay? So you, if you've got an Ethernet connection, plug it in. If you've got your Wi-Fi, then obviously, as you're going through the installation, you'll be asked to put in your Wi-Fi. So you connect to the internet. If you're connected to the internet, tick the boxes to install the media, multimedia codexes, remember that one? choose the installation you want to erase the hard drive and do a complete clean install Tick the box. I would not recommend installing it side by side with Windows It does work but the problem is when you go to take it off You can damage the Windows boot loader and your operating system can become unstable If Linux Mint is the only operating system you want to run your computer And all the data can be lost on the hard drive queues, erase the disk and install Linux Mint Okay, you also, if you want to change the petitions, so you can do that if you know what you're doing. If you don't, I would leave it. And uh, if you're going through the process, you want to select your time zone obviously, the UK, yes, or whatever. Select your keyboard layout, enter your details, so basically whatever you want to call yourself Jim, John, Jack, whatever. And put in a password. Now you can tick a box to log in automatically if you don't want the hassle of putting in your password all the time. Or, if you're a security freak, then you want to type in your password when you want to use it. Your name can be a real name, but it doesn't have to be. It's only used as a logo in your screensaver and login screen. Your username is what you log in as on your host name of your computer in the network. So, remember if you call yourself John and you are called John in real life, remember your network broadcasts as John. So, you're basically saying, Yeah, John's on the network. Uh, personally, I wouldn't recommend it. You can encrypt your home folder; it does give you the option to do that to give you more to protect your personal data against local attacks. And I'd recommend using choosing a strong password. It's uh, also it's also uh, one of the, one of the first things to do after installing it is to check for available hard drivers Okay. and if you've got graphics drivers you should find them if you're hopping it up with the basic installation then I would leave things alone uh, so Linux Mint 20.2 uh, it's got graphic design, Orson 3D with a program called Blender. It does have little office, suite, and it's got a word processor where you can make presentations, drawing, spreadsheets, or even database. And it's easily to import a form or export to PDF, or Microsoft Office documents. It does have multimedia, so you can enjoy music, watch TV or movies, listen to podcasts, Spotify and online radio. It also has a web browser. You can browse the web, watch YouTube, Netflix, and it comes with Firefox. You can install Google Chrome and many others with a clickable button. And you can turn any website into a desktop app for immediate access. Also, on games, it has access to more than 7,800 games with a program called Steam. And you can install the TOG to even get more. Okay? It's easy to use, fast, and comfortable. It'll give you your hardware the operating system it deserves, and you'll feel right at home. The OTT, everything just works out of the box, without the need to configure anything, or install extra applications. You've got a program called KISS. It's very easy to use. The feature is a desktop, principles, on etc. Also, what they call the home rule. It's your computer, your rules. This is the key principle of Linux Mint. We don't collect data or information and we don't work against you. You're the boss of your operating system It's designed to do what you want to do without getting in your way. They also say it is rock solid. My centralized software updates the system, snapshots, update monitor, is robust. And it works, it's safe and it doesn't break. You've got a free and open source. It's completely free of cost and almost all of it's components are open source okay and it's based in Delbamond or, or Ubuntu Linux you do have a community there's a tight bond a great relationship between the developers and the community so if you've got a problem sign up it's free you can read it I've got a problem my sign was working yesterday it's not working today and someone will point you in the right direction okay so just a few things people may have in their mind okay so is it free yes Linux Mint is completely free of charge and almost everything in Linux Mint is also open source. Your next question will be, will it work on my computer? Yes, Linux Mint works on most computers it can also be run from a live USB drive to make sure everything works fine without having to install anything. Can I keep my Windows operating system at the same time? Yes, you, you can have both Windows and Linux Mint. A menu will ask you to which one you want to use when you start your computer. If you decide to go that road, when you put your computer up you'll see Microsoft, Windows or Linux. You just use your arrow keys and your keyboard and you could use Linux for security reasons or you could log back into Windows. Now, another important one is, will it suit my needs? Hopefully Linux Mint comes with what most people need out of the box as well as, uh, as an easy access to more than 60,000 software packages and 7,800 games and uh, it has grown so that's just a, another option friends uh, to do with Linux Mint so uh, we have covered privacy and stuff out like there and anonymity okay now there's many other distros out there we don't have time today to cover every one so there's plenty of geeks out here Okay, so the best Linux distro for privacy and security of 2021 so if you're only starting off for Linux the first time